My name is Dr. Keith McLaughlin, and you are listening to the Limitless Life Cairo podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning into this free healing information. And ultimately, we're hoping to impact not only your life, but the lives of your communities as well as the world. We are here to help you level up to your limitless life. And of course, anything that's said or done on this podcast does not constitute any medical advice, treatment, or diagnosis. Please seek out the proper physician or healthcare practitioner. Enjoy. Healing Myths, Healing Magic. Chapter 15. Healing Myth. Healing means feeling better. Healing does not always mean that we will feel better. We cannot heal what we cannot feel. And healing often requires us to feel things we don't like feeling. If we believe the myth that healing means feeling better, then feeling better becomes our objective instead of simply feeling what our body-mind must feel in order to heal. This is the first paragraph of Healing Miss Healing Magic by Donnie Epstein. And as you heard, the myth is healing means feeling better. Today, I wanna, I'm going to talk about transformation and the importance of stepping on the gas pedal. One important step in the healing process is having proper awareness of what's going on in your body and what is truth and acknowledging what is truth and what you're experiencing. And at some point, the awareness acknowledgement isn't enough. It's time to take action. This can be where people get stumped. Oftentimes, sometimes people will go into transformation too quick when there's something they need to acknowledge, something that they discovered, or become aware of that the issue is going on, and vice versa. Sometimes it's an issue of someone's already aware of the issue, and then they're doing nothing about it, right? So we go into this mode of, I'm working on it, or I'm trying to or but because of this, or we start dropping excuses or different experiences that we're having. When it's time for transformation, it's time ultimately to just step on the gas gas pedal. There's really nothing to it. And that can be a new experience to really know that there's nothing really that needs to change. Like there's an awareness, maybe you're haven't been exercising and you're overweight or feeling unhealthy or you're not as bendy as you once were or whatever that type of experience is. And on some level, you know, it's probably associated with the work that you've been putting in. So what needs to change? You're like, I know what needs to change. And then there's like this hesitancy that comes over you. There's this hesitancy where it's, well, I'm working on getting this started or I'm trying to get this started. Or, you know, I should be working out or I should be, right? We go into like shoulds mode as well. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And really there's nothing that needs more. Oftentimes we kind of go into the seeking mode and I can speak for myself on this one. Oftentimes I go into information seeking mode where I'm looking for more information to try to figure out where my mental effect is, to find some inspiration to start doing the thing or find some type of excuse or some type of ploy to myself to try to make something happen when all I need to do is start doing the thing. And that's it. Just need to start doing the thing. Uh, It reminds me of a a talk with Alan Watts. Alan Watts has been a very uh, predominant figure in my life. Uh, I 
learned a lot from him throughout high school and most of my life up to this point, and I ascribe to a lot of his philosophy. And he talks about uh, alcoholic, essentially. He says that if an alcoholic wants to stop being alcoholic, they just stop drinking. And it sounds silly or kind of gruff to come off that way where it's just like, well, yeah, of course, like it's not that easy. That type of mindset usually kicks in where it's like, oh, well, yeah, of course, that's you're not the alcoholic or, you know, you don't know how to, you know, navigate that or something. Ironically enough, uh, Alan Watts was an alcoholic. And so all you got to do is just stop. That's the action. That's what really truly needs to change. And so this kind of goes into very similar to the stages. Stage four is I take my power back. I deserve more than this. Enough of this. Reclaiming enough of this, enough of these old patterns, enough of this way of doing things, enough. And it can be a claim to self. It can be a claim to others. But there's a claim of I take my power back of the situation and I'm choosing a different reality. I'm choosing to change the input that I'm putting into the system to change the output of the results that I'm getting. If you don't like the results you're getting, then you need to change the output. And you need to become aware of what energetics are you bringing to the situation. Acknowledge what the energetics are and how they're impacting you and those around you. And then have an acceptance or a knowledge of what's the new recipe you want to put in. Because if you want a different output, you got to change the input. Is what's the input you're going to be putting in now. And best point is if you're external or internal, step into the internal or external field into that epi way and then actually engage with that and then ask that same question. What's the new recipe? What's the new energetics I want to put into the situation to claim a different reality and claim a different step moving forward? Now, as we continue along the journey past stage four, and I'm going through the stages of transformation, at least outlined in network. We move into stage five. Stage four is a little bit more about gaining more energy and pushing through the barrier and finally pushing through. And we say enough of this, right? And now we're taking on the energy of I'm going to take action. I'm taking control of the situation and I'm going to create this reality. Stage five is a little bit more information based. What we do is it's called referred to as merging with the illusion. Stage four is taking your power back or um, reclaiming your power. Stage five is merging with the illusion or merging past the illusion. And it's also referred to oftentimes, as we've heard in the past, or referred to as shadow work. And what you're looking for is this is what's on the surface, but what's really going on here? What's really going on in my experience that needs to change? So you might say, well, let's use the same example working out is you might be like, ah, you know, I, I can't work out or this is the excuse or this is the reason I can't work out. And you're asking yourself the question, what's really here? Why are you avoiding working out? What are you avoiding actually going on? And that might be the first thing that came to mind is, do you feel like you deserve it for yourself? Or do you have such a negative self-opinion of yourself that you feel like you don't even deserve to put in the work for yourself? And I'm not speaking in a way of attacking. I'm speaking from my own personal experiences because for a lot of years, uh, I didn't like myself. I still remember a certain situation with a mentor of mine where I finally realized that I had hate for myself. I literally, I remember I was meditating in a forest and I literally, after a conversation I had with him and it totally stirred me up and I got to the conclusion and realized, oh my gosh, I hate myself. And I said it out loud and I realized and I heard my own words of my testament of this is the energetics I've been putting in. 
of course I pity myself. Of course I show up as a victim if I keep telling myself that I don't love myself and I don't like myself. So that's just my version of oftentimes we'll show up. And your version might be a little bit different, but that's what stage five is, is merging past the illusion. We're going past the illusion of what's the superficial experience there and what's actually going on deeper there that's blocking you from the true experience of what is going on there. And that's the part that doesn't feel good. That's what I was referencing is it doesn't feel good to go to the places and acknowledge your demons and give awareness to it and sit with them for a second. And when you sit with them and allow them to come up, you're inviting them into your space to be integrated, not necessarily to take control, but to be integrated into your life and become a part of your life. And this goes much along with the lines of the shadow work that I was talking about before. So this integration happens once you can find that integration where it's, oh, this is why I've been doing this. And I'll use the same example. It's like, I don't feel like I deserve to be working out. And you're like, I want to change that. I want to feel like I deserve to show up for myself and work out, work out for my own body to give myself some love, give myself the appreciation and the time, maybe even the healing appropriate and nourishment that my body needs or that little bit of fight in my body to be able to push it to its next level or push it into a state where it's showing true care for my body. And it's kind of cool. I didn't do this intentionally, but picking a something like working out because you have to push yourself and at a superficial look, we might say, oh, well, that's hurting your body. It's damaging the tissue and it's damaging the muscle. And ultimately it's making you healthy and we know it's healthy for you to do. And so pushing yourself into this space, now we have the energy from stage four and we have the know-how in stage five. Now it doesn't always occur linearly in this process of transformation, but I'm explaining this way because it kind of is nice and packaged this way. So after that, we have the information and the energy and there's nothing left to do but build the energy greater and take back what is ours. And so we move into stage six, which is I'm ready. I'm ready for more. I'm ready for change. I'm ready for this to be over with. I'm ready for to detach these old patterns that don't work for me anymore because they're not serving me anymore and they're not serving the people around me. And so they don't need to be a part of my life anymore. I recall uh, one time I said, I'm ready I was in my room and I had a massive stage six experience, which is I, I said, I'm, I'm ready for other people to stop deciding my life for me. And I'm ready to claim who I am and how I want to show up. I, I think I was literally yelling F off in my room um, because I felt like for so long I had let people trample me and let people step on me and choose what my behavior or my personality was. And now that doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen at all. If anybody tries to claim or project my personality on me, I stop them immediately and I tell them my own belief system and what I believe in. And I hold true in my value system without disregarding their own belief systems. Both can occur and both can exist simultaneously. And so we claim that I'm ready for the change. And this is referred to as preparation for resolution. That is stage six. As we prepare to, now we have the energy and information, we prepare prepare to sign sign the card and tie the bow on the gift and be done. And we're ready for the new version of us to actually show up in this transformation and show up in a way that's absolutely extraordinary and in a way that we haven't seen before or experienced before. And it's the way we've been craving our whole life to show up as the version of ourselves that we actually want to interact with people. 
and we want to experience life from and we want to experience that perspective from. And as we move through stage six, we start moving into stage seven. Now, oftentimes, sometimes stage six can actually be the actual resolution of the issue. But as we move into stage seven, it becomes true resolution if we actually necessitate it. Stage seven is to really like hand off the gift, I guess could say, if we're using that same analogy, is we have tied the bow on the gift and we've signed the card and now it's ready to give the gift. That's all that left is left, is to officially finish and be done. It's finally over and it's complete. As we move through it, and this is my recommendation, and this is how it's stated in the book, in the 12 Stages of Healing, as well as SRI Workbook, is as we move into stage seven, we want to do it till it's completely uncontrollable, till we feel like we can't control the energy moving, we can't control our breath anymore, and it feels like this massive amount of energy is starting to build as we break through the new barrier and we transform who we are at our core. Everything's there. We're ready we have the energy, we have the information. All that's left is to make the change. And the change has already occurred. It's just to go through the process now. And so the process then is shifting our very reality into who we are truly coming in to be. As you can see, I'm, I'm, you probably are listening to me and hear that I'm speaking with a different voice is because I'm really trying to access my own transform energy right now and what it feels like to be in transform. So you can feel that imparted on you is transformation is no effing around. It's We're not playing in games anymore. We're taking on what we want in life and what we know we need because it's not, and as we move into awaken, it starts shifting away from I to we because we know the changes that will occur to us, the changes that we expand and move into will have impact on others. And so as we change, we're impacting others. And so keep in mind the opposite of that conversation, which is, if I'm not changing myself, others are losing their impact on my gifts. And this was something I had um, re- referred to me as um, he told me a little bit of story, one of my colleagues about this. And he said, basically, the story ended with a famous chiropractor saying to another chiropractor, how dare you know the truth and not share it with others? And kind of a similar thing. How dare you have the greatest gifts that only you can give on the planet and not share it with others? And this is super impactful. And I know I'm moving into a little bit more of the waken idea. As we move through discover, it's all about me, 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 me. As we move to transform, it's I, 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 I. And then when we move into awaken, it's we. It's how we impact the world. It's how we come together as a community. It's how we make changes. It's how we exchange gifts. And so the I, and I'm not saying one's better than the other. It's ideal. It feels good to be an awakened. It feels good. And ultimately we want to be drawing on those energies, but we want them to cohesively work together more and more and more. So how we can bring the we to the I and the I to the we, it starts creating a more dynamic system. And there's a lot more nuance in that. Um, Won't be going into that here, but with the eye, the transformation that's occurring is super important. This is where real change happens. So if you're craving change, you got to, on some level, obliterate the old version of you, obliterate the old narratives. 
often I have a consistent saying with myself and a thing I go in the back of my head and it's rather extreme, but it's on some level the truth is you, the old version of you is still with you and we just overwrite the old versions of us. And what happens, and this is how my mind goes, is I have to kill off the old version of myself in order for the new version to show up. Both of them can't coexist. And the new version does have a version of the old you in it. It's not like you're losing anything. Like I said, you just re basically rewrite overwriting the old version. Uh, I remember hearing an old story about, uh, it was a more Taoist principle, but it's essentially like a knot on a rope and you're just sliding the knot down the rope. And that's essentially like the experience of life where it's like the knot is changing and it's moving, but it's still the same rope, right? And it's just adding on, it's going further down the line. So there's still some part of the old version of you showing up, but the version of you that showed up and was being expressed does can't exist in the new version of you. And that might change your friends group. That might change who you hang out with. That might be changing your behaviors like the food you're eating or whether you're working out or not or what type of workouts you're doing or how you interact in creative behaviors, what type of hobbies you're showing up in. How do you show up for your loved ones? How do you show up for your friends? How do you show up in those spaces? Imagine all that transforming in a way that you want it to transform in. And again, going back to what I was talking about at the beginning, that doesn't accrue necessarily always feeling good. You're going to go through highs and lows in life. That's just the reality of it. So how can we learn to lean into it and enjoy the roller coasters are going along and hold it with more grace? And so we start enjoying more of the highs and we enjoy the lows. So the whole entire ride just becomes fun. And instead, you're just experiencing bliss the whole time. And that's what I'm looking for for people in my office ultimately is I want you guys to get to a point where there's total ease and it's like you're walking on water as you go through your process in life. So transformation really requires stepping on the gas pedal and really leaning in and digging into your experience. Don't be scared. And the vulnerable parts of you need to show up. And it's great to have community. Don't be scared to develop your community. And if you're looking for a community, feel free to reach out to us. Of course, we have different ways of communicating. And I'm focused on developing a communication community in my office to help support this more and more and more. Human connection is such a great way of community to allow healing to occur. Healing spontaneously occurs. No different from when we, us bringing fire to a, a log of wood. It spontaneously lights up. And community is a, a deep aspect of our healing journey. And having the community to go to those deeper, darker aspects of yourself where it's not going to feel good. You might be screaming, writhing in pain. I can't tell you how many times that I've literally have been crying, screaming, yelling, uh, flexing my muscles to their absolute extreme where I feel like I'm going to tear them. I've gone through some very intense experiences and I am so much better as a human being and I show up as so much more as a human being and I'm happy for every single experience and I don't regret any single one of them. You have the potential for change and transformation and having the ability to go into the discomfort and go deeper into that experience is so pivotal. And if you're looking for that support, don't be scared to reach out. If not to me, reach out to your friends, your family, create the community, create the people around you that will help you with your transformation and your change and dig in. Thank you for listening to the Limitless Life Cairo podcast. Of course, make sure to send us your feedback on what you thought of the episode or any other topics you want us to hop into. And please do share with those who you think it might impact and help change their lives. 
And of course, if you're out in Tucson, the city's sunsets, and you're looking for a healthcare practitioner, you can look me up, Dr. Keith McLaughlin, at www.limitlesschiropractic.org. Then click schedule now, and you can sign up for a free consult with myself and see how we can start getting your life to something even more extraordinary. See you soon.